0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your attention, please. It's time for Last Call.
1: This
2: is the last call, last call, last call.
0: A behind-the-scenes and candid conversation from A's Baseball.
1: That's going to be gone. And it's back to back to back, Do you
0: believe that? To mic'd up memories, to industry insights, and after dark illumination of our national pastime. I'm back now, back now. this is the last call, last call, last call. Here's Amelia Schimmel and Jessica Kleinschmidt.
2: Hello. What's that? I, I couldn't hear you over the sound of my sweeping. Got the broom out.
1: <laughs> Welcome back to Last Call. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Amelia Schimmel. We are celebrating, so Woo! cheers. Good oh, that. that was good. That's nice. We're on a roll with those. The A's defeated the Astros 4-2 and got the sweep, so we made sure to have the wonderful sound effects involved. It's the first time the A's have swept all season and the first time the Astros have been swept all season, so it's a lot of good stuff going on. Before we get into the game itself, let's talk about the pregame festivities. yes. It was really cool because, well, we had, you know, four-time NBA champ Steph Curry there. No big deal. No big deal. But you know what was weird is he walked out and he just looked like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. He just loved being there. And if I wasn't reminded it was Steph Curry, it would just look like some guy, you know, excited to be there. So he was being honored because him and his wife, Aisha, um, give back to the community in so many ways uh, to Oakland, despite the Warriors (laughs) moving to San Francisco. Um, And so they both were there to...
2: Can't, to promote to and promote. help kind of well first of all they brought a thousand plus kids to the coliseum on behalf of their eat learn play foundation which is wonderful different programs that these kids were all in but they all came to the coliseum and just created a great vibe for a wednesday day game you had sections full of kids just going nuts which yeah was awesome and they like they they cheered along with all like the yeah the chance they had stuff. they had their own chance they were like competing sections of chance it was really cool to see and i had the bird's eye view you mentioned oh. that like Steph was kind of like a kid in a candy store. I mean, he must have probably, you know, an entourage of dozens, if not hundreds of people, sometimes just like crowding around him and be used to the media, just following him everywhere. And it was no different on the field today because yeah. I'm looking from above and I see, you know, him walking around, you can tell and just people and cameras yeah. are just following him. And and of course, Aisha too. Let's not sleep on Aisha Kari because she is an entrepreneur. She is a New York Times bestseller, best-selling author. Um, and she is, you know, a big reason why the eat, learn, play foundation is so successful as well too. So the two of them together, um, Aisha and her husband, yes. Obviously. which
1: is funny. You mentioned that the graphic up on the big screen said Aisha and Steph Curry. Yeah. I loved that. So let's talk about the first pitches. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little nervous by Aisha and Steph. I saw them warming up. Um, and I will say throwing the ball is not as easy as it looks mm-hmm. and, um, Aisha got over the plate. Yeah. Um, Steph was a bit outside, but it
2: was cool to watch Kotze die for it. Yeah. I thought it was a little bit, you know, they, they threw them right one after the other and they could have done like, you know, Aisha could have thrown hers and then they could have waited a beat and then Steph thrown his. Um, it's always risky when you have two side by side. You're always yeah. wondering if they're going to like cross in the air yeah. and then the catchers are going to get well, the wind-up's not always
1: the same timing. Yeah. And so, the catchers yeah.
2: this time, this time was Mark Kotze and Eric Martins. Um, and Kotze with a nice move on the Steph Curry pitch because it was a tailing fastball. I mean, he had some good speed on it, but katse kind of, you know, moved over so that he could catch it. And I'm not, I'm not sure who was standing behind them, but there were a lot of cameras there. So you yeah. got it. You got to catch those.
1: Yeah. And um, honestly, I was more impressed with Kotze than anybody else.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, very say, impressive. Yeah. Cause like dude still got it. Steph obviously can, throw, you know, he's a very athletic guy. Yeah. Right. Um, Aisha pretty good. I mean, we, we saw her warming up. I think it was, you know. Yeah. She had fun with it and it
1: was really cool. And even when Steph took um, hacks in the cage, he was fouling a lot of balls off and it was really cool. A lot of people were responding like, it's very humbling to see one of the greatest athletes mm-hmm. of all time, not great at something. And in, in his defense, as in for the best athlete right now, one of, one of the yes. best athletes in the world, we're not going to go full blow hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, and it was batting practice and Kotze was throwing him well and everything like that, but it was really cool to see. And we talked with the CEO of eat, learn play. And he was like, yeah, Steph walked out here and he was like a kid and like was glowing and he would love to come back again. I it was really cool to see him back in Oakland. And I wonder if he made the entrance the same that he would when they were playing at chase center. Yeah. i mean sorry.
2: Oracle arena. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think like, it's funny because he's obviously been like in the Coliseum complex so many times in his career. I wonder if it was strange for him coming to the other, you know, venue. And I was a little bit nervous doing that introduction too, because, Oh my God, you know, this is like introducing and Aisha Curry um so but, but you've, you've introduced like yeah i mean joan bride before so. yeah, of course yeah right and so you get really nervous yeah. for that kind yeah. of thing and so <laughs> i always want to say here comes the bride but i can't so I mean, you know what? I was thinking about that too
1: is like when the not not taking away from the A's, of course, but like when the Yankees are in town, like you announce Aaron
2: Judge or
1: that's not uh, it's
2: like crazy. That's not
1: as I'm sorry, no offense, Aaron Judge,
2: but Steph Curry. That's what I'm
1: saying. Before Steph though, I was thinking about this the other day before Steph was ever involved, you still get to announce some pretty big names. Yeah, I thought it was
2: really cool when Juan Toscano Anderson came through a first pitch. I got to announce that, which was awesome. And obviously, he's from Oakland, so that's a big deal for me too. Um, you know, we had Moses Moody right after he got drafted. So that was cool too. Uh, a lot of warriors. I get, you know, somebody asked me, was that kind of like the biggest deal for you announcing Steph Curry? And it was a huge deal. It's not lost on me. Um, how amazing that is and how lucky I am to get to do that. But I said, if one day I get to announce a Kamala Harris first pitch, yeah. Whew, yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to have <laughs> really? to be in an ice bath get, for like 24 hours beforehand. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do.
1: Um, let's go back to the game. Cole Urban pitched really well, four strikeouts in seven innings. He's not a major, major strikeout hitter. He's coming off of a few outings where he was striking out a lot. One game, eight strikeouts, but that's okay because he only gave up four hits this time. Now, his walk up song,
2: You oh, Are yeah. Obsessed with It Amps You Up. And County Roads by yeah. L.V. Shane. Love that song. Now, there's a difference between. You know, don't at me, by the way. There's a difference between walk-up songs for pitchers and walk-up songs for batters and what kind of song they should be, in my opinion, right? Of course, it's the, you know, it's the person's choice, right? If you wanted to, like when, you know, like Careless Whisper and that kind of stuff, when when Josh Reddick came up, it was interesting. It was gimmicky. It was fun. But usually you want your walk-up song to be like, okay, let's get amped up because this batter is coming to the plate. and Everybody knows and they recognize what song it is. And for Cole Irvin, for me, it's a little bit different because he's a pitcher and because it's the start of a game and it's like kind of like a summer anthem. It's a really good song. Go download it. County Roads by LV Shane. You know, I don't know the guy. I'm not trying to sell like, you know, ads or anything for him, but um, we always just rock out to that song when it's a Cole Irvin day. And it's almost like I have to stop myself from singing lyrics to in order to like actually announce, want to do what I'm supposed to be like, do work.
1: Yeah. And and it's, It's such a, it sounds like a gimmicky almost thing to say, like with some of these warm up songs and everything like that. But when you're in the moment and you're seeing, you're hearing it at the actual stadium itself, it really gets you in the mood. Um, Jacked up. We we also had a really cool at the bottom of the second inning, I believe, two Stevens, the Mm. veteran Stevens, Mm -hmm. starting with uh, Steven Vogt. He had a a solo homer in the bottom of the second inning. Um, I couldn't tweet it quickly enough. Between him and Stephen Piscotty hitting yeah. a solo homer, but you do have a stat about
2: Stephen Vote. Back to back. Big day for the PH, by the way, between Stephen, Stephen, and Stephen, between Curry, Vogt, and Piscotty. Now, this note is about Stephen Vote, and it is from the great Darren Stevens, another PH. Oh my God. It's all coming together, isn't it? Um, this note. At 37 years and 268 days old, Stephen Vogt is the oldest A's catcher to Homer since Jamie Quirk, who was then 37 and 344 days, on September 30th, 1992, versus Texas. Overall, Vogt is the sixth oldest A's catcher to do so. And the oldest, you know who it is, Jess? oh gosh take, i know yeah, this guy you probably i do you, i think you covered him in 1930 wally yes. shang yes was 40 years old in 321 us, days we call them w led us to the yeah. series yeah um on july 9th 1930 so yeah steven yeah. vote the veteran power hitter yeah and can we just talk about we how, believe how wonderful of a human being
1: he actually is yeah so yes. i was i was In the scrum, but I'm always excited. If I don't get there enough time, the circle kind of closes. I'm on the outside, and And you're and you're small I'm I'm a baby, and and so steven looks at me. He looks at me. He goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And he shifts his entire body, so I'm part of the scrum.
2: Oh my god! And and he but he
1: apologized. I was like, "There, you do not need to apologize. It's fine." Um, and then we talked to him throughout, you know, just his availability. And I didn't ask him, but I said, "You know, you hit a home run in front of Steph Curry." And mm-hmm. he, was, he even said he was like, Yeah, I'm a homer, like, not gonna lie. Was I was with I've been an Oakland A forever, basically. Yeah. And he's like, for eight to ten years now, I've been a Warriors fan. He's like, But you know, they're right next door. I'm like a homer, yeah. what are you gonna do? And he's like, to be in the same atmosphere, the same room as one of the greatest athletes of all time. Yeah. And he's of course talked about his shooting and all of that. And to be able to watch him and stuff. And then he he, we, he really wished he did more of his, you know, referee costume that he does. Yeah, like show that, in front that of was Steph. fun. And yeah. I was
2: working, by the way, at MLB Network when we first did that on Intentional Talk. When Stephen Vogt came on to Intentional Talk with his referee um uniform we entered the A's ended up making a bobblehead out of it too which was really cool mm-hmm. but he's hilarious he's, yeah. he's a nice guy he's hilarious and him hitting a homer in front of Steph Curry is like the equivalent of him hitting a clutch three you know what mm-hmm. I mean so that was really kind of cool. made a comment about that too
1: he was like he was like yeah I, I hit a home run it was pretty much just like every three that he's ever nailed yeah, like, yeah it's literally the same exact thing um and not to mention Steph was still outside um because um not usually on Sundays, the kids run the bases, but today they ran the bases. And um, all of his kids from Eat Learn Play And he was just out there at the end of the game. So he stayed the entire game. That's awesome. And he was high-fiving kids as they ran the bases. That's really cool. He could have easily left in the middle of the inning after his, because he went on TV and radio and he could have left
2: after that. I'm sure he's got absolutely nothing to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, No, but he and Aisha stayed there and I saw them kind of wandering around the Coliseum during the game and high-fiving kids and taking photos with people. And that was really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it was, yeah, I don't even know how to explain. And you saw the Astros fanboying. (laughs) over Steph Curry. And like Dusty Baker walks up and Dusty Baker handed him some of his sweatbands. You know Dusty Baker's famous sweatbands. He's just like he goes there and he goes, Tell your pops I said what's up. And I'm just like So casual. I will say talking baseball did use my photo. Oh so if that's that happened today.
2: Look at you. Um Tony Kemp continues to be stellar at the plate. Tony Kemp. And he I love kind of seeing the angle of him hitting the ball, you know, lefty hitter hitting it to the right field side. And a couple of them have gone out. A couple have been doubles off the wall. We got a little bit unlucky with the ground rule double yeah. today. Um, cost us a run because then two outs and it didn't get to capitalize. It's a stupid rule. And Katsi mentioned know?
1: that. Katsi said, if the runner's heading towards second or running past second, it's a ground rule double. Just like call it a double.
2: Right. I, I, you know, I don't want to err on the side of there being judgment calls all the time when it comes to the umpires and having to know exactly where the runners were and would they have scored, et cetera, because that's a little bit yeah. too subjective. But in that case, like we would have scored easily yeah. on that one, right? Yeah. Like no matter how the ball was played off the wall, it didn't need to take a weird ricochet. The outfielder didn't need to boot it in yeah. any way, shape or form. And of course, I think it was Machine or somebody was yeah. who was on third at the time, like had to stop there. And correct me if I'm wrong, but.
1: But, and I think it takes like some of the legitimacy out of the game, because like, if you're mm. thinking about running in that yeah. aspect, and if you're telling me to stop because of the rule, as opposed to being, an
2: athletic player,
1: like you're going to be running toward home.
2: I just don't know what you can do there because I guess I haven't put much thought into that yet. I mean, I have my own thoughts about other different rules (laughs) that I would probably, you know, analyze, I guess, but, um, well, it's weird when you, you
1: say, Oh, the runner or sorry, the batter gets a double, but like the runners don't. Right.
2: That's weird to me. Right. But if you're. But I, guess, I could see like saying like, well, maybe it was a slow runner. and He wasn't going to make it home. Right. So yeah. then then the point is then whatever umpire it is that's closest to the play, maybe it's the third base yeah. umpire at the time is saying, all right, well, Machina's, let's say if it was him, Machina's really quick, he probably would have scored on that. Therefore he scores. Then it's always going to be a conversation, yes. right? Um, It's going to be a little bit more of a conversation than you would like. Right. Mm -hmm. Where it's not necessarily like this is how we interpret the rule. Right. So I get why it's tough to make that call. But it's also interesting to see like, okay, the ball just went over the outfield fence. And that's part of the game, too. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying Tony should have kept it in the park or anything like that or, you know, not had it bounce over because you can't control that. Yeah. But there's every park is different. And that's yeah. why baseball is beautiful. It's like if that if that was uh, Truist Park,
1: that would have been gone. A lot of parks that would have been gone. i um, that short porch. That's why Tony's so good at Yankee Stadium. Takes advantage of the short. Porch. In Yankee Stadium, that would have been out. But 100%. so would every bunt. Yes, exactly. That is true. Um, I was going to talk to you about this really cool idea that you had. Which warrior would be the best baseball player?
2: I'm going to credit Justin Marshall, our producer, with that idea. Um, But I thought it was a great one. And I think, okay, it's tough because I think Clay Thompson would probably be the best baseball player based solely on the fact that his brother, Trace, Mm -hmm. plays Major League Baseball, obviously. So maybe it's in the family. But I would love to see Draymond Green arguing with an umpire. I love
1: that. I would love to see him just
2: kicking dirt. Yeah. Yelling. Oh, I would,
1: too. Yeah. I would I would I feel like he'd be a little bit like Josh Naylor vibes like just don't yeah don't mess with him yeah yeah I don't know what position necessarily he would play like maybe first base or something I think he'd be a first baseman for sure because then you'd yeah. mic him up and that'd just be a great show oh god that'd be so good like him and like Brandon Belt talking or Joey Votto talking I would amazing that. what do, what would you say Andre Iguodala
2: oh I love that
1: because that man is the most athletic person I've ever seen in my life and he would be obsessed with it and yeah he you know, he reminds me of like a guy who just like, doesn't put any alcohol in his system and cause he doesn't, but he also, you know, good regimen. I yeah. feel like he'd be kind of a more robotic older version of a Trey Turner.
2: Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I would have made the Trey, Trey Turner comp, but I, yeah. Cause I feel like Trey Turner, just like an athlete, like he's yeah. an athletically okay,
1: good guy, athlete. a solid athlete. And I feel like Iguodala would be that guy the swagger. Too. And even, so even if like, say, for instance, Iguodala was born and God didn't give him like baseball skills, he would be obsessed with the situation and turn himself into a ball,
2: baseball player. Yeah. I think Iguodala has that, like, I'm going to be the best at everything yes. I possibly can do yes. vibe. So I I'm with you on that. I one. love that. One.
1: Yeah. Um. So I wanted to tell you something. Oh gosh. Here I go. did something fun today with my food. Um and so we had as opposed to the other days that yes. I've why and so I we had of course the food trucks and this food truck in particular had chicken wings mm-hmm. and they were fine they were just like your standard chicken wing but they had buffalo sauce on them so I get back to the press box and I'm like sitting there we're gonna of course name drop him again my work husband Martin Gallegos
2: <laughs> that's we're three for we're three for three. three we gotta keep the streak alive and so
1: the next so a couple days ago or yesterday I saw him and he brought food truck food but he had TLC chicken tender Mm -hmm. ranch and boom, boom sauce. And I was like, that's a good idea. So I brought the chicken wings back to the press box, go downstairs to the uh, plaza and go amongst the fans and get boom, boom sauce and ranch. Yeah. I poured boom, boom sauce on that
2: Buffalo chicken wing. And I, so on a scale from one to 10, what would you rate the sauce situation before you remedied it? Oh, okay. So just the standard Buffalo. Yeah. Standard Buffalo. Out of a 10, it was like a four. Okay. And then what would you say after you brought the boom, boom sauce? And so wait, wait, let's, let's be clear here. You mix boom, boom sauce with ranch. No, or... boom, okay. boom sauce. I just put it on top of the already Buffalo dress buffaloly drenched, dre- yeah drenched
1: chicken wings buffalo it's tough
2: yeah out here it's so
1: tough <laughs> It's tough out it's here. Tough. um and so i poured the boom boom sauce on the buffalo it's literally buffalo sauce okay on the chicken wing and it went from did i say a four four yeah to like an eight and a half wow i'm not even kidding proud of you to the point where i was done i looked at mark can i tell you something <laughs> and then I told him about the boom, boom sauce, chicken wing. And, and what he is, said, you know what he said? What did he say? We should talk about that on last call. Oh, <laughs> and here we are. Here we are.
2: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hijack this conversation. I didn't even tell you that mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about this because it's related to your chicken tender slash chicken wing conversation. I once saw a few homestands ago, a seagull with a chicken tender That's in its right. mouth, drop a chicken tender yes. midair. And I thought he just dropped it. Yeah. But no another seagull came in about 10 feet below also midair flying caught it in his mouth as if they were the harlem globetrotters of seagull it was i was the only person who saw it and i still can't believe it i told everybody in the control room i'm telling everybody now nobody wants to hear this story anymore and that's why i'm telling it right now you need (laughs) to believe me this happened it was unbelievable it was just spectacular it was like watching like a unicorn or a shooting star um, yeah just one seagull tossing a chicken tender I, to a new just bros being bros
1: to be honest I do believe you and I believe you wholeheartedly because yeah. one day if I see a ghost I need for somebody to be on my side I, I don't believe,
2: believe the ghost thing but I do believe in seagulls tossing chicken tenders to each other and it was like mostly breading so this what isn't do you like think a cannibalistic a ghost, Amelia? it's not like a bird eating a bird it's like it was mostly breaded chicken tender I think so before I, we
1: let everybody go
2: tell them the scoreboard story this isn't <laughs> This isn't necessarily a story. It just, I, it just occurred to me one day that growing up, obviously going to the open Coliseum, you know, since I was probably five or six years old, you know how we have the out-of-town scoreboard that is manual, which Mm -hmm. I love it's old-fashioned and it's awesome. Um, and somebody actually is inside the out-of-town scoreboard, putting the scores in manually as they happen. Um, and there's something on the board, you know, there's the pitcher's numbers, there's the scores, but then there's also an N sometimes or an R or the inning. Mm -hmm. Well, the R stands for rain. The inning, obviously, you know, it's the inning of the game. The N, when little Amelia um, was watching that, I thought it meant not yet, as in the game hasn't played yet. Yeah. Apparently, it means night. Um, Either way, it's kind of the same thing, though, right? Exa- that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So little and, Amelia, and, and, and by F that, is, I mean probably 32 year F is final, right? F is, F, is final.
1: F is final. F is final, yeah. Cool, Well, at
2: least we know. F means fantastic. We already, I gotta this be game. honest. I only pay attention to that. Like when playoffs are involved. So it might be, I think the last year was the last oh, time. Oh, I, I stare at the out of town scoreboard sometimes. I just, it's not even like I'm standings watching or anything like right. that. I just like kind of enjoy seeing what's going on around the league. Sometimes. I tell you. So. I
1: tell you. So speaking of out of town, the boys are on the road for two series, three games against the Chicago white Sox, and then a three game stint against the Los Angeles angels, angels. Yeah. And then the boys returned home for Battle of the Bay. Battle of the do you, Bay. Do you call it Battle of the Bay or the Bay Bridge
2: series? Or the Bart series. But I've
1: literally never called. It I've that. never called it the yeah. Bart
2: series. I just wanted to like devil's advocate. Is it because like they do the subway series yeah exactly i don't think we should be mimicking things that the east coast does just because you know um it's the bay bridge series and now there's the bridge trophy as you know like there's a, there's something that you're playing for in this series they don't give a crap about that <laughs> i know they the players don't, don't. don't i still think it's really cool that it was made out of steel from the old bay bridge which is it's very awesome. cheesy well You know, I think that because it's been difficult, like in the last couple of years, it's been a little bit lopsided. So I want to make sure that like, it's this thing where we're like playing back and forth for it. And it's a cool looking trophy. I really think it's cool. I understand why. I think it's cool. It's cooler when you tell people like the history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I understand why the players are not paying attention to that because, you know, they're playing for. It's a, it's a fun, but it's a weird rivalry, man. Yeah. It's a weird rivalry. Yeah. So the Bay Bridge series, I guess, you know, Giants come to town for two games, August 6th and 7th. And there's a lot going on that weekend, especially on August 7th, when we have the A's Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're inducting, you know, guys like Steve Bucinich into the Hall of Fame. Eric Keep Chavez. Looking. Eric Chavez, six gold gloves from that guy. And it's it's going to be really, really Ray Fossey, the mm-hmm. late, great Ray Fossey. so. That's going to be really exciting. We're giving away a Ray Fossey patch on the Saturday game. And we're expected to, you know, really have, um, a good crowd for Saturday and Sunday. Um, but you know, before we get there, there's two series to play. We go to Chicago, see, you know, Liam Hendricks and that crew. Um, hopefully kind of, they're not playing to their potential. So hopefully mm-hmm. keep the momentum rolling with yeah. our wins. Um, And, you know, it's always interesting to play against the angels, right? Yeah, it's
1: always interesting. It's always interesting to play against the White Sox, too.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Cool. Well, thank you all for tuning in. And we'll
0: see you next time.
1: See you next time.
0: This is the last call, last call, last call. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.